What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Lodges podcast. This is episode 16. Perry Bunn, the founder and president of Auburn Esports, joins us on the podcast. Um, So this was a fun episode. I am an alumni of Auburn University, so I was really excited for this episode and to have Perry on to hear about everything that they have going on at the university as far as gaming and esports. Um, They have a lot of teams competing in collegiate leagues. They've had a lot of great success so far, and it seems like it is only going up for them. So I really think everyone will enjoy this. If you're looking for information and content on, you know, what the collegiate esports scene looks like right now, I think this is a really beneficial and great episode to listen to. Um, So without further ado, you're about to listen to The Lodges Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Lodges Podcast. I am your host, Juan Rodriguez, the founder of Lodges Financial, a business management firm for video game streamers and esports athletes. This is episode 16. Um, It should be a fun episode. We have Perry Bunn, who is the founder and president of Auburn Esports at Auburn University. And so kind of a little background as to how this got set up is that I was looking for colleges and guests that I could possibly have on within collegiate esports. And so the first thing that kind of came to mind for me, since I'm an Auburn alum, is to look to Auburn. And so when I actually went and started researching everything they had, um, I came across Auburn esports. I came across Perry and realized that they actually had a lot going on. Um, and, and then through us talking a little bit yesterday, learned a little bit more about it. Um, so Perry, I'm, I'm super excited to have you on. Yeah, I'm excited to be on. Awesome. Um, So traditionally here, just at the beginning, if you want to introduce us to who you are, you know, where you grew up, where you went to high school, um, you know, what you're doing at Auburn and that whole sort of thing, we'd we'd love to hear it. Yeah. um, So I was born in Alabama. I'm from Troy. It's uh, not too far away from Auburn. Um, Throughout sort of my childhood I was always playing games I loved to be competitive with people um soccer was my main sport um just because I'm I'm taller I've got more of a lanky build and um I was good at running so (laughs) it just sort of went hand in hand yeah um and then I got two concussions in high school um one my sophomore year and then won my senior year which sort of ended all hopes of playing competitively in college um so i sort of started looking for other options to be competitive just to like feel that need um i started cycling for a bit um i've sort of gotten off that more recently just because it's really time consuming um and then also uh probably early freshman year of college uh, started playing uh, games competitively. Uh, this was at like the peak of a uh, PUBG, really, um, and started playing that for a bit. And then 
I've transitioned more into now playing uh, Rainbow Six. So that's awesome. That's a uh, that's like my background. Okay. Did you when you say I'm interested? So when you say you played it competitively, did you play in like leagues online or or what? Yeah. Did you do? So um, we played in some collegiate leagues for PUBG. Is a just collegiate PUBG. Um, okay. It was one of the first like college focused tournaments online. Um, I didn't really play in like any amateur tournaments just because I liked the competitive scene of it, but just playing against like sometimes pros just really didn't fit the style that I wanted to play in. Right. Um, but uh, yeah. That makes sense. And then I know when we talked yesterday on the phone for a bit, so you had a lot of family that went to Auburn, right? Yeah. Okay. And so that, that was kind of how you picked, you know, you were already from Alabama and then you had the family ties and all that. Yeah. It's um a lot of, a lot of engineers in my family. So um, most of them had graduated from Auburn in like electrical or chemical or mechanical. And um, I was really into computers. So I came here for uh, computer science. That's awesome. That's awesome. And you're in your junior year, is that correct? Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Nice. Um, yeah. How do you? I didn't even get to ask you yesterday. I mean, I'm assuming you like Auburn, then you've enjoyed it, and it's it's been a fun experience. Yeah. No. It's been it's been really fun. I've met a whole lot of people that um I really like, and uh, it's been fun meeting other people from different colleges. Uh, just like representing Auburn. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. No, I'm, I'm going back, um, for the iron bowl actually then this month. So I'm excited to go back cause I haven't been there since like March. Um, so love Auburn. It's a cool town. Um, yeah. All right. Well, I know we want to talk all about Auburn esports, And so I'm excited to talk about it cause I know yesterday when we talked on the phone, we kind of were just touching the surface so that we could really dive into it, um, now on the call. So I guess, a good place to start is just, you know, tell us about uh, you as the founder, you know, how did Auburn Esports get founded? You know, kind of what was that origin story? Um, I think that would be cool to hear. Yeah, so um, it's it really started as um, Auburn Gaming. It wasn't really anything that I had planned to become an esports club. It was just like a sort of a side project that I was working on just as a way for people to get together and play games because um, going from high school to college, I was looking for a way to meet people that played games. And there wasn't like really any centralized area to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started a Discord probably within a couple months of Discord like becoming public and shared it on the Reddit, had a couple people join, and we just started playing games on there. Um, when I actually got to Auburn, um, I got somebody from Tennessee reached out to me and asked if we had a, a, a PUBG team. I was like, no, but I mean, I play PUBG, and why, why not make one? So <laughs> uh, I sort of found some other people that wanted to play and we joined the league. Uh, I think we played that season before I tried and tried and reached out to 
another club on campus and seeing if they wanted to um, start like sort of like an esports section of their club. Mm-hmm. Um, they they didn't show any interest, um, so I was like, all right, well I'll just do this myself. Um, <laughs> well, I say myself. Um, I also my uh, roommate my second year um Mm -hmm. neil who's our vp currently um also went there we sort of like presented our uh, our thing with them and they just didn't show any interest so we've been going at it on our own since then um so we are like first year when around then we uh had a PUBG team and we had the two CSGO teams that were on campus um, that were led by Taylor, who um, has since graduated. Okay. Uh, and now CSGO is like up to almost three teams, I think. Um, so they're doing pretty good. Uh, PUBG has since faded. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, then... So we became a provisionary club on campus in October of 18. Um, And then at the beginning of this year, um, in August, we became a a permanent club. I think it was like the 17th. It was like the first day that um, the organization board had a meeting is that they approved us. Um, That was exciting. Yeah, no, it was really exciting because I like, wasn't even told that they were having a meeting that day. We just get like an email the following morning that we had gotten approved. Oh, that's uh, cool. So I was like, Oh, great. Yeah. Um, and by then we had already, um, acquired sort of partnered up with the uh, League of legends, um, teams on campus. So we were up to a somewhat together PUBG team. Mm-hmm. two CSGO teams and three League of Legends teams and a Rocket League team. Um, so now there's a lot more. Yeah. Um, so do all those teams play competitively then? Yeah. Um, okay. All of our teams play in other leagues except for um, the people that play Smash. Okay. So. Gotcha. No, that's, I mean, you guys had, I mean, when we were talking about it a little bit yesterday, I was, it was cool that you guys had so many different teams and are involved in so many different games. Um, and so, and I think you just touched on it a bit at the beginning, but so it started out kind of as a gaming organization. So right now you guys have the competitive teams and then do you guys also have just like the gaming side of it and the social side of it and, and the interactions? Yeah. So we have, each uh, each Discord has like their own area. Um, mainly specific games um, that are really popular have like their own Discord. So people that want to play casually can be in there. Um, and also it gives um, the people that play competitively a, a place to sort of strategize and uh, meet up for their games. Um, for some of our smaller teams that will stay in like the main discord and uh, we have some hidden channels that they use. Uh, so people don't like steal our strats or anything. <laughs> yeah, um, that would be bad. Yeah. So 
uh yeah so like we always we host social events on like sunday we uh watched worlds um it was really early in the morning um and it was short just sort of like the uh the overwatch Mm -hmm. um championships it was pretty that wasn't disappointing to watch it was just really quick yeah yeah so i saw that broke like viewership though i think is the most sometimes we'll do like pizza nights and stuff just sort of like feel the social aspect of the club um and try and reach out to new people um but from like a administrative standpoint we'd mainly just focus on competitive and sort of just let the the general gamers just Mm -hmm. meet up and play right no, that makes sense. And I know that I know Auburn has the the game room there in the student center. So I'm assuming is that a lot of times like where the social events and all that is held. Um, yeah, that's where we held the the world's event. Okay. Gotcha. Um, that's cool. And have you guys done any tournaments yet, like at Auburn, like your own local tournaments or anything like that? Um, sort of just like a. Uh, like a small land, just like for one like yeah. gamer. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we're like we'll hold like tiny like league tournaments. Right. Um. But nothing like really big. Um. We're actually planning one in February, and uh, hopefully that'll be a successful event. Right. Right. So. No. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, it, it sounds like you guys have a lot of people involved in all that, so that's that's cool that you know even just for fun putting those on. Um. Which I guess is a, is a good thing. So how many, and I know we talked about this again a bit yesterday, but like rough estimate, how many people do you guys have as members of the organization? Um, we have around 150 that play competitively. And then um, unofficially, we're probably closer to around, um, say, 500 people. Yeah. I mean that's a lot. So, yeah, no, I mean it, it. It's scary to think about like how many people just sort of just like want to play games but not compet- competitively. Mm-hmm. And until you like actually sit down and look at all the numbers, you don't think it's that many. So. Yeah. And it it grows every year because it's sort of hard to advertise a gaming organization on campus. <laughs> <laughs> so. I bet. Yeah. No, I bet. But I mean, I feel like. And I don't know, like, I don't know if you've talked to other schools. I mean, is 150 that are competing competitively, is that relatively a lot? Because I feel like that's a lot of people. Um, It depends. So LSU has, like, a very well-established um, club. And I'd say that theirs is probably just, like, a little bit bigger than ours. Okay. Um, And then for, like, Georgia Southern, I'd say that there's – like they have like a really good team, but they're they're like a lot smaller than us. So okay. I think it really depends on like how big the actual college is to how many people how many people you'll have in your your club. Right. So that makes sense too, you know, in a way. Um, yeah. Okay. No, that's interesting. I mean, I, just, I I don't I haven't looked at many other schools, so I didn't know in comparison. But I mean, it sounds pretty big, and, and like you're saying to LSU, that seems like it makes sense. Um. So, okay, so we talked a bit about, you know, the games you guys compete in. Um, do you, So I wanted to know, I was interested, do you 
currently compete in any of those games or are you just kind of is your role just more on the admin and, and the management and making sure that everything's running smoothly um i used to but um not because i don't want to anymore but because for r6 i am also the community lead for the league that we play in so it's sort of a conflict of interest for me to play in it and also be an admin of the league oh okay so, that makes sense yeah. And so, okay, wait, so wait, I want to know more about that then. Okay. So are you officially, when you say you're an admin of the league? Yeah. So, um, the league is collegiate R6. It's, uh, it's like, I think it might actually be the largest collegiate, like rainbow six league in the world. Like, okay. um, or it definitely is in the North, like the North America. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's awesome, but I was like one of the founding members of it, and um, originally I just like sort of worked on the back end with some of the other founders and made stuff go smoothly. And then um, I think it was in June, uh, moved up to be the uh, community lead. Okay. Well, so, so what do you do as the? I mean, that's awesome. You know, just to say too, the fact that you got to be kind of the parting founding team of that. And then, I mean, you've got everything going on at Auburn. I mean, that's pretty cool that, you know, you've been in a couple of these roles. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's really exciting, but, uh, I'm not going to like, I don't know. I just like, I don't want to like downplay what I've done, but I really just think that anybody else could have done it. They're just, if they were in the same place that I was. Okay. No, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's cool, and and I know we're at, we're later we're gonna chat a little bit um more about kind of where what what your career looks like with esports and all that um but we'll touch on that then because I want to ask you a couple things um but okay so another question I had going back to you know the games and the leagues you guys are in um you know I have a mix of people that listen there could be business professionals there's younger audience so I think it'd be cool to hear you know how many of these tournaments that you guys play in for your teams, you know, how many do you actually travel for um, that might be LAN or how many are online or kind of what does that look like? So all of our teams play in online tournaments every semester. It can be multiple or it can be at least one. Um, and then depending on the involvement of each team, they'll go to um, LANs throughout the semester. Um, our League of Legends teams... Um, played at Game Fest in Georgia Tech uh, two weeks ago. Okay. And um, the finals for that were, um, I think, last Friday, um, just because of the way that scheduling worked out for the actual LAN. It ran past uh, when they had the room, so it had to be after the actual LAN. Mm -hmm. um, but that was our B team had actually made it to the finals, against one of the teams that had graduated from Auburn like the year prior. Okay. So it was like all <laughs> Auburn people in the finals, which was awesome. Um, and then, so that's just like league. And then next week, or this weekend, because DreamHack's this weekend, uh, they're going mm -hmm. to that to play um, and a whole bunch of us, a whole bunch of other tournaments that are going to be there. So, um, we'll go to generally any land that's close by, um, yeah. sort of pushing it when you get closer to like 
um, five or six hours away just because right. it's, it's really far away. Um, but last year, we had a couple teams go to uh, UTK and play in their land. I don't remember what places we got just because it was over a year ago, but I feel like we I remember us doing fairly well. Mm-hmm. Um, and generally we do. I feel like we have like a pretty good team for almost everything. Um, but yeah, well, uh, go ahead if you had anything. Yeah, you know, I was I was trying to think of anything else to say. No, I mean that's cool. You know, it's cool to hear that. It seems like because I was going through the Twitter page and all that. I mean, like you're saying, it seems like Auburn does pretty well in esports, so that's pretty yeah. cool. I mean, uh, I wish. We would have more to more to say, but sometimes it's just hard to like some of the people that are like coordinate the teams just like forget to to like oh yeah I'm playing this day, um so like we'll we won't post sometimes but uh yeah we'll post as often as people are people will tell us that they're playing so right right um in general like our our six team has done really well this season um they went undefeated into phase one. And they lost their first game last week, but they're looking like they're gonna do really well again this week. That's awesome. Is there yeah. is there championships like in the leagues that you guys play in? Yeah, so okay. they're like I guess the easiest one to think about is uh um Rocket League. Um they'll have like a, just like a general tournament and then closer towards the end of the semester they'll have a giant um tournament like sort of like a seeded tournament to where your uh your play from like preseason I guess um depends on what you get in the uh the final tournament and then the winner of that tournament wins whatever prize pool it was okay cool is that administered to like the through the the league you're in then um yeah it would okay. be administered by them okay i got you no, that's I mean, that's cool. Um, a question I have for you because I'm interested. Do you guys? So when you guys go travel somewhere, do you guys pay for that, or as an organization, do you guys have funding, or what does that look like? So, we, the way that uh, funding on campus works is that we have to raise money ourselves. Okay. Um, initially, but then we can request um reimbursements from the university at the end of the the fiscal year. Okay, I got you. I'm following you. That makes sense. Okay, well, that, I mean, that's good at least, you know, to help with that so that you yeah. guys can be as competitive as, you know, you have the possibility to be. Um, yeah, it, but it's the, the hardest part is just getting started. So Right. right. Um, after that, it gets pretty easy. Yeah. Okay. Um, And so within the SEC, because... I was thinking about this as, you know, we were, or as I was thinking about like talking points and, and what I want to chat with you about what other schools within the sec right now. Now I know Kentucky, I'm familiar with that because you know, the whole partnership with Gen G happened. So I know that, you know, UK has stuff going on with esports, and you mentioned LSU, um, you know, kind of what does esports look like in the sec right now to your knowledge? Um, for the most part, it's just, um, not officially sanctioned clubs so they're clubs there that are recognized but they're not like varsity clubs um which is sort of hard to come by 
anywhere in the U.S. Um, and I think the reason behind that is just because they the university doesn't want to ca- get caught in a gamble that might not succeed. So they just want to like see the whole scene grow more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that'll definitely pick up as well when uh, possibly the NCAA does something. But yeah. even then, that's that's hoping. Um, so really, we just have to get more to the point to where the university trusts us to um, do do well and um, find somebody that will back us, like yeah. on the school administrative side. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Um, so it's go ahead. But like in general, in terms of uh, schools that have clubs in the SEC, I think almost everyone has one um they might not be as big as the others um because it really depends on what the major draw is for the university so i think almost a large portion of the people that play for us are engineering or co-sam majors um so it really depends on like what draws the uh the people to the university um that sort of demographic like are you are you attracting a bunch of uh i don't want to say nerds but are you attracting people that like play computers all the time or um, people that go out and i don't know i like i don't want to stereotype anybody (laughs) that's that's (laughs) i don't know any else to like explain it yeah Um, Yeah. no it makes sense and i mean for auburn you guys i mean the engineering school is huge you know as you said so Um, so I think that, I think that plays into, you know, the, the, and the, I don't know, maybe I, like I said, I'm learning about all this, but uh, with Auburn, but I mean, that might be a reason you guys are good, you know, too competitively. Yeah. Um, but okay. So, so for the most part though, like most SEC schools are at least touching it or, or kind of, you know, dipping their toes in it. Yeah. Okay. No, that's interesting. And, and it sounded kind of like, um, you know, when you're saying whether or not, the university kind of wants to see what will happen. I mean, that's almost kind of the situation with, you know, a lot of these investors that are trying to buy a slot in a professional team, you know, whether that's like call of duty or, or whatever. A lot of people, it seems like right now for what you're saying on the collegiate side too, are kind of almost waiting, you know, to see what happens with these. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Cause like for any esport level you want to look at, the market's just too volatile to make like a, a big investment in it um just for the very nature of how sports or how games um come into popularity and move out of popularity right. so um one of the one of the big games that comes to mind is PUBG. it was popular <laughs> for two years and it's essentially dead right now i mean yeah. the uh the professional scene is really run through a third party um because um like the blue hole tournament is i don't think it's even been announced for this year um so it's it's scary for an investor to see something become really popular and then sort of die out um they want to see something more like league of legends where it's been around for 10 years and they see it as a consistent investment to uh well return profit right no, I mean you're on the money with it. I definitely, 
definitely agree. And I think that's definitely what's happening. Um, and, you know, it'll be interesting to to see what games do. Because, I mean, you don't know what could be the next, you know, let's just, for assumption-wise, I mean, PUBG's almost there. Let's just say it does die out. You know, you don't know what other games that'll happen to, you know, or what games will stay strong. Um, yeah. So so that'll be interesting to, to kind of see. And so it'll be cool, too, to see, you know, colleges, you know, for Auburn, for example, to see how they buy into it or, or trust the system. Um, okay, that's interesting. Um, something, you know, I wanted to touch on was describe kind of, if you can, what a collegiate land esports tournament environment is like. Um, you know, what kind of what your experiences have been, you know, even just traveling to tournaments and or traveling with people within the organization you know how how has that been fun you know how have the experiences been um so most of them are going to be around two days uh they'll be like saturday and sunday um you'll generally leave the day before um so like on a friday or if it's like really close by you'll leave the morning of because most of them don't start around till like 10 o'clock um but then you'll get there you'll set up your computer or um depending on how big the LAN is you'll just uh sign in because um i know for the utk LAN, they asked the people playing league of legends not to bring their computers because there were so many people in the tournament that they didn't have enough space for everyone if League brought computers, so mm-hmm. um, they just played like on the main stage only, um, which brings in its own scheduling problems, but that's beside the point. <laughs> um, but generally, you'll bring your computer, set it up, um, you'll check in before a uh, tournament starts, and then... Uh, the bracket gets released for your tournament. Uh, you either walk over to the people you're going to play against or you just sort of quickly DM them on Discord, um, figure out what you're going to play, um, start playing, wait until the people that you play against next finish their game, um, and sort of keep following that motion until you either... Some, some games will play finals on the first day, um, some of your bigger games will uh, play finals on the second day. It really depends on how many um, different teams are in the in the bracket, because uh, sometimes your matches can last several hours, right. and there are only so many hours in the day. So, may like for I know for DreamHack, some of their larger tournaments last Friday to Sunday. Because there are just so many people in the tournaments. Right. So you sort of just have to play by ear. Um, and you want to have like a rough outline of what's going to happen. But yeah. Um, generally, for the most part, you're just going to be playing in that tournament, depending on how many you have entered. Um, on the back end, they'll probably be streaming it to Twitch. Um, and also for, uh, anything that they've like done sponsors for, they'll do giveaways and, um, just sort of land type things. So, 
but it's a it's like a fun way to meet people from different colleges and uh, actually match faces with the uh, the IGNs you see all the time. <laughs> no, definitely. So wait, so sometimes you guys have to take your own like PC equipment. Yeah. So most okay. of the collegiate lands are um, or any land is going to be a BYOC tournament um, okay. where you just bring your own computer to essentially a, an empty table with um, just an, an outlet. Um, some of your bigger tournaments will ask you to bring Ethernet cables that are at up to 30 feet long um, <laughs> just because like the network switches are at the end of these really long um, rows of tables. So, right. Um, but yeah, for most, most people, um, will have towers. There are, there are a couple people that play on like uh, gaming laptops. Um, so that's not like much of an issue for them. Right. Uh, but even then some of like your bigger tournaments will like work with, uh, monitor manufacturers like, um, BenQ and you'll be able to rent monitors from them. So you don't have to bring your your monitor from home. Right. But that's for like DreamHacker, um, any other big tournament provider. Gotcha. No, that makes sense. That's interesting. I actually didn't know that um, sometimes you have to take your own computer. So that's interesting for even me to learn about. Um, that's cool. Um, okay. So I definitely want to touch on that just for a bit, you know, for anyone that, you know, maybe listens and they're, they're thinking about doing esports in college or, you know, anyone else might listen that might not know about anything like that. So I thought it would be something cool to, to touch on. Um, so something I do want to talk about, and I think you were talking about it a bit, or you, you kind of were touching on it, but how has it been, and this might go back to the origin story, but as far as like spreading awareness on campus for the organization, um, and, you know, how, how was that? And I think maybe what will be more interesting is how has Auburn reacted to esports, um, you know, and how has dealing with them been? Um, so I'm going to start off with like the, the student side of it. Okay. Um, generally we've played it pretty, uh, word of mouth. Um, we're obviously going to start advertising pretty hard, soon because we need people to go to the land that we're planning um so but for the most part it's been people mentioning us through just like normal conversation or finding people online Mm -hmm. um that play the same game and go to go to auburn as well um one example i can think of is uh playing with uh playing on siege with the uh the Auburn tag at the end of your name and meeting somebody else that also goes to Auburn. Um, and they're now on the, on the team for R six. Uh, so it's just sort of accidents that you find people online and then, um, then in real life, you just sort of, or you're talking about a game to one of your friends and somebody overhears you talking about this game is like, Oh, I play this too. And, um, sort of just like not being afraid to meet, like meet people mm-hmm. and talk about, um, stuff that you play and just sort of get brought up in the conversation. Um, on side of the, the school so far, it's been 
positive. They've they've been excited that something like this has happened. Um, but like I like I said previously, they don't want to they don't want to dive in in on it yet. Right. Which is um, it's uh, I understand. I uh, I'd be in the same position that they would be in. Right. Um, I don't want to don't want to jump in yet because obviously I don't know how how well in the future this is gonna go, gonna go how this is gonna represent um, the university. Um, also, they don't have any control over what exactly happens. So yeah. that I think it scares them more than like a traditional sport because there's so much chaos that's interwoven in esports itself because there's so many moving parts um and that's sort of something that's hard for a centralized organization to get behind (laughs) right Um, but generally like the individual departments whether it be licensing or a couple people on athletics or reservations they've received us warmly but mm-hmm. definitely not um in the way that they would receive a varsity sport so right no which and i mean it, it makes sense like just to your point to everything you just said especially you know really for any university but you know when you think about like a large sec school especially that's you know on the microscope a lot for a lot of things that's I mean, that's a big decision for them. And as you're explaining with a lot of so many moving parts, um, you know, people call esports the wild, wild west. So it makes yeah. it makes sense on their side. Um, but, hey, I mean, that's good that at least, you know, in the other departments and stuff that you're talking about, that people are at least kind of excited and, and receiving it warmly. So. Um, and so then that's something I was going to ask you, too. So at Auburn right now. It, it's just as it sits it's a club it's not a varsity esport correct yes okay um well we're going to apply for club sport status soon but okay the the application for that is not available at all um <laughs> for anyone so oh okay. uh, you know like they just like completely removed it from the website and i emailed people about it. i was like oh yeah it's gonna show up next semester so Oh. We're going to start that process as soon as it's available and <laughs> hopefully get more of a foothold in um the more administrative side of uh, the university. Yeah. And, and so. so another question I was going to ask you, and this doesn't have to be um specifically to like trying to get it, you know, officially into the university or anything like that, but I'm sure there's been some difficulties or challenges you've faced Um whether it was, you know, starting the organization, starting it, um, you know, whatever it might be, you know, is there any that come to mind as something that you guys have struggled with, but now you guys have kind of figured out? Um, the hardest part about starting any club on campus is figuring out what you can and cannot do and also who you need to talk to. There's, there's information about how to start a club but there's no information about how to run a good club. And I think that's one of the things that is a problem at any university. Yeah. But it's 
very difficult um, at a university where there are a bunch of people in one department, but really only, I'm not trying to bag on like certain departments, but like only one person really knows what they're doing. (laughs) (laughs) I understand what you're saying. I was a student there too. I get what you're saying. So, so it's, it's just difficult to figure out what you need to do to get something done. Um, and it's sort of weird through all the hoops that you have to jump through just to, just to do something simple. Um, so it's, it's frustrating just having to learn all the different nuances of your university. Mm-hmm. So, which can be overwhelming and like a lot to take in, especially if you're brand new, you know? Um, yeah. And you're starting it, you know, ground up. Cause if you come into a leadership, cause I, I had friends and I mean, I was in a leadership position in just clubs on campus and even coming into one that was established or has been there for years, there's still things you have to learn. So I can only imagine that you having to figure it out on your own, starting it from the ground up can, you know, be a tough thing to do. Yeah. I mean, even just in terms of clubs on campus, the like, essentially the skill gap in between the leadership of each club is enormous. Um, you'll have people that have no idea what they're doing. And then somebody that knows how to fill out every form available through the university, just because they've had to do that. Um, right. and so it's, it, it's, Something that you, the, the university could work on in sort of educating the leadership of um, all the clubs on campus, but it's also very down to how involved the people are in their organization. Um, so it sucks on that part, but it really depends on what club you're in and if you want to turn it around or not. Right. Yeah. Or how much time you want to put into it, you know? Yeah. How many headaches do you want? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But no, I mean, it sounds like you guys are doing great and you guys are figuring out, you know, as you go along. And and, I mean, that's cool because it's just awesome. I'm sure it's also just a good learning experience and and building something like this. Um, So I had a couple couple more questions here, like specific, I guess, to the universe, like the collegiate university side. So does Auburn provide right now any esports scholarships? No. Okay. Uh, I'd love for it to happen, but um, it's just not something that's feasible at all right now. Um, mm-hmm. It's sort of like the same reason why um, we don't give scholarships for men's soccer at Auburn. Um, right. It's not that the scene's not there. It's that there are rules that the universe, university has to follow because um, they don't want to get in trouble themselves <laughs> um, or else we'd have pro- like a men's wrestling team and a men's soccer team and all these other teams. Um, but it's just they're they're following rules that um, I don't have any control over. So, right. No, yeah, and for context for anyone that's listening, like the Auburn, and Perry, correct me if I'm wrong, but the like for example, the Auburn's men's team at there at Auburn is like really competitive and yeah, no, like you know, get getting on top, like getting 
for a soccer example, like getting on that team is extremely hard. Yeah. Um, there's so many people that try out just because um, the soccer scene from a large, for the most part, Auburn draws um, people in from Birmingham and Huntsville. And the soccer scene there is huge. Um, right. So there's a obviously a lot of people that want to be on the team. So, but they're only like 22 or so spots. Um, but each, like each class has anywhere from, let's say 5,000 to 10,000 people in it. Yeah. Um, so you sort of have to compete with everyone else in your class to get that. Um, and it's sort of the same way with scholarships on campus. So you only have like this set amount and you have to dish them out to what the university thinks is most important. Right. No. And I mean, I think it's a good, it's a good comparison to like compare the soccer team compared to, you know, maybe esports getting college scholarships. Cause I mean, you look at how competitive that is and you know, you're saying they don't get scholarships, right? Yeah, no, they don't. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, if you look at that and then, you know, trying to get it for esports, which you're still trying to figure out, I mean, that, that's tough. Um, but it's interesting here because different colleges have been different. You know, I've heard stories where, you know, obviously there are colleges right now that are providing scholarships and, you know, but then they also might not be like an Auburn SEC school that has, you know, all those other sports going on. Um, yeah. So. Like uh, Utah is a good example of that. Like they have a varsity esports program, but they don't have the huge athletics department that we do. They don't have a lot of the teams that we do. So they can throw away these. I don't want to say throw away, but they they can give these um, these scholarships to the esports club and say, yeah, you you can do this now. So it's right. really just different priorities for different colleges. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. No, that's interesting. Um, and so um, so something I want to talk about is kind of just like the future so i think we've gotten like a really good grasp you've done an awesome job you know explaining where you guys got started where you're at right now um you know you're getting close to graduation soon so i know your touch on the organization and all that will will eventually come to an end but you know what are you guys right now planning you know for the future or what's upcoming or i guess what are some goals you guys have as an organization going forward um, so, uh, in February, we're going to be hosting a, uh, a LAN on campus. Uh, we're going to invite, or we have started to invite colleges throughout the Southeast, um, to come and play. Uh, we'll have tournaments for Overwatch, League of Legends, uh, Rainbow Six, um, Super Smash Brothers, um, CSGO, uh, I'm forgetting one. Uh, I think there's like one more, but I can't remember yeah. it right now. <laughs> no worries, um, no worries. So we're gonna have that land. That's gonna be uh, February 22nd and 23rd. Um, try to plan it around like all the major schools' uh, spring breaks, which is really difficult. <laughs> right. Um, and also try to plan it on a day that. I didn't see any other like official sport um, playing. Right. Which isn't that hard because like we didn't want to have one this semester because football is always happening on a weekend. Right. Um, 
and then tried to find a time where basketball will, like might not be in like the playoffs. Yeah. Um, Cause we're a basketball school now. Yeah. I mean now, um, and now it's even harder on you guys. Now there's football yeah. and there's basketball. So yeah. Um, so we picked that date because we thought it was like the best date for everyone to sort of come, come down and, uh, play some games. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to try and become a, a club sport on campus next year. Um, and then I'm just going to start writing everything down so I can sort of transition the club to, to someone else. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's sort of like our, our short-term plans. Our yeah. long-term plans are obviously to um, super long-term plans are to become a varsity sport on campus, but um we'll just sort of play it play it as we go right hey and i mean you never know what happens like you know esports i think personally has had a really strong year this year and you don't know you know it it could be a five like for example maybe you guys said it's like a five-year goal or something like that but if you know esports keeps having strong years and you know i think too once you actually just see it on the market side like investors and people like that and more regulation i mean you never know how fast things might move um but no, that I, what I was going to say, though, is that'll be cool for you to, you know, you kind of had your your handprint on the beginning of this thing and, you know, kind of help found it or you did found it and and that whole sort of thing. So it'll be cool for you to be able to pass it down to whoever, you know, does your role up next. Um, yeah. So that, that'll be cool. Um, and, and you'll be able to, maybe 10 years from now, Auburn is like a really, really competitive esports varsity sport um, <laughs> school. And, and that'll be a cool thing to be able to be like, yeah, I founded that. You know, I helped build yeah. it up. Oh, oh, that's awesome. Um, so I have, this is a question I had in here. I already know probably what your answer will be, but just for the content of the podcast, um, you know, do you believe esports should be a should be considered a sport and why do you think it should be a sport um blanket statement maybe for each game i think it really depends like fortnite is not competitive and is not a sport um (laughs) um it really it really just comes down to what game you're talking about um it depends on the the backing and um how the uh the game operates competitively mhm no and it's true because i think it it does esports i think you know for maybe people that are still learning about it i think people think esports and they think it's one thing but to your point each game you know runs differently each game has a different scene um yeah so okay so generally, you just think it kind of varies on, on what what game you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. No, it's it's always interesting to hear people's take on it. Um, cool. Uh, well, the last question I have for you, um, before we move on to the lightning round, and I'll give you an opportunity to talk about anything else that you know maybe we didn't bring up, but you know I think it'd be interesting to hear is what are your goals or your plans, I guess, post college. Um, as far as esports, you know, is it something that you want to stay in? Is it something that you want to go work in the industry? Um, or are you not, you know, what kind of your thoughts? 
Um, I would, I wouldn't be opposed to staying in esports. Um, just sort of my experience so far is, I wouldn't want to go somewhere that isn't well organized. Um, just from past experience, and mm-hmm. uh, it's difficult working with people that uh just sort of don't have the same mindset or um don't really have it all together just because it's right. communication is really key and doing i mean at its core this is a a social thing so you need to be able to like communicate on when you're releasing say an announcement on something um when the rule set for something gets released um uh just anything that involves a public announcement or just getting really anything done. Um, being prepared for anything is very important. Um, and I, I wouldn't do anything off by myself, but if like, mm-hmm. say, uh, I don't know, like a, a good professional organization, uh, had an opening, I would probably apply, but I wouldn't make it my my number one priority to uh to stay in esports. Okay, no, that's interesting. Um, you know, and and the gaming industry, the esports industry, is all interesting right now. So, um, I was just yeah. interested to hear your take since I know you've had a, a big touch on this. Um, I would, I think I would be more inclined to stay in esports if it was like with a publisher, like. Ubisoft or um, yeah. EA or something like that. That's what um, I was going to ask you. It's like, yeah, yeah, more like an actual gaming industry maybe. Yeah. I, I would do something more like that instead of being on um, essentially like the social side. So like the teams and um, coordinating tournaments and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that makes sense. I mean, yeah, I mean, without the gaming industry, you don't have esports. So yeah. Um, I think either right now would be kind of cool to work in. Um, okay. Well, before we go to the lightning round, I just want to give you the chance. Um, you know, if there's anything that you wanted to shout out real quick or, or something we didn't cover on what's going on at Auburn or what's going on with you within esports, uh, I definitely want to give you that opportunity. Um, if you, uh, if you want to play, I'm always available on discord or you can, um, just contact me anyway. Uh, I'm always looking for people that are competitive and want to be involved in anything else. If you want to play a game that we don't offer and it has a competitive scene, um, <laughs> we'll look into into playing or like making a team for it. Um, that's one of the things that uh we're always looking for. Okay. Um, and also. Our land is February 22nd and 23rd. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, if you're in Auburn and you're interested, you should go. <laughs> yeah. Um, awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, so the last segment is called the Lodges Light 7. Um, so these are just seven fun questions that I have asked every guest so far. Um, and I believe, Perry, I think you're my 10th guest. My 10th or my 11th? We either just, I just hit double digits, I think. So you actually might be one of my last guests to answer this set of questions because I'm going to change it every 10 or so. Um, but 
up until now, everyone has answered these questions. So um, the first question I have for you is if you're about to take a flight, what snack do you grab before boarding or a road trip? You know, kind of what's your travel snack? Um, probably pretzels. Okay, that's a solid. Just sort of like a like a, like a uh, a good like snacking food. Yeah, yeah. No, I I, I always I pick picking up pretzels is a good pick for for flights and all that. Oh. Yeah. Okay. If okay, second question is if you could be the host of any TV show, so like a gaming host show or like someone has said Ellen before, you know anything like that, what show would you pick? Um. I don't know. I don't watch a lot of TV. Uh, <laughs> I guess probably like ESPN's esports like thing. I don't know yeah. like what specific show, but they, I mean, like they have a whole esports channel. So right. something like that, I guess. Yeah. Okay. No, I like it. Um, if you could pick anybody to hang out with dead or alive for one day who would you pick um probably uh i guess elon musk okay that's a, <laughs> that's a good pick i haven't had anyone pick like anyone crazy successful or anything like that yet um i'm sure you'd learn a lot in that day yeah <laughs> or just have some like really fun conversations yeah so. okay that's a solid pick um this one always people got to kind of think on this one um but covering any sport and i've told people you know if you want to include esports or like a streamer that's cool um who would you say is your mount rushmore so like who are your top four players Ooh. or favorites of all time Ooh. um that, that's a that's a hard one. Yeah. Uh, I know it's tough. Jesus. Uh, probably Carlos G two. Um. Okay. I gotta I gotta change this question. This question gets everybody. <laughs> <laughs> At first, when uh, I like was thinking of pre questions, I'm like, oh, this this is a fun one, and then it always stumps everybody. <laughs> This isn't a person, but she's related to uh, to esports. So okay. Rogue, like the uh, the CS:GO team, or not CS:GO, the Rainbow Six team for Rogue has mm -hmm. a corgi in their uh, their team house. Okay. Um, so uh, Ella. <laughs> nice. Um, okay. So Carlos G two and Ella and. I don't know my other two. Um, we, can, we can go with two if. With two, uh, just yeah, yeah. really, we'll just, just like a normal sized head of Carlos, and then <laughs> a real like the rest, like the next three are just Ella. There just you go, right there. That's that's it. <laughs> that's funny. Um, well, this one's easier. Are you a cat or a dog person? Dog. Dog. Okay. Do you have any dogs? Um, I don't in Auburn. Okay. Um, at home, I've got a, a, a chocolate lab. Nice, nice. Okay, yeah, I have, or I don't, but my parents at back home, they have two labs. Um, so labs are fun. I like labs. Yeah. Um, okay, here's, sorry, I'm going to hit you with, this is the last deep one, and then I think the last one's just easy. But 
if you could ask God one question, um, what would it be? Ooh, um, hmm. It could be simple. It could be deep. You know, I've had it go both ways. It could be humorous. I've had people do funny ones too. Uh, um, I don't, I don't really know. I'd, uh, is there probably, any question? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Probably, uh, what's a, what's an easy way to, to make money? <laughs> <laughs> that would, that's a million dollar question right there. It really is. <laughs> oh, that's funny. No, that's good. Um, and then the last question for you, um, is if you could be the star of any movie, um, so like the actor, the character in that movie, what movie would you pick? Hmm. Um, so like for me, I've done like the Fast and Furious. Like I was a big Paul Walker fan. So like for example, <laughs> that's kind of like who I'd pick if I could be like the actor in a movie. Hmm. Uh, I'm gonna go with a curveball and say Dunkirk. It's okay. a re- it, it's like really good movie. There's not a whole lot of talking in it, but I love the cinematography in Dunkirk. And yeah. I think it would be a really cool movie to be a part of. Yeah. No, I've actually seen it. That's a good pick. You know, you're right. It is. It's a pretty, for not the amount of, for so little talking, it's a cool movie. Yeah. Um, cool. All right. Well, that is The Lodge Light 7 with Perry. <laughs> so <laughs> I got to, I'm changing them up. You're my last guest. I've had too many people stump on them. Um, but thank you for, for toughening them out. <laughs> um, but anyways, Perry, I just want to thank you again, you know, for coming on and being a guest. Definitely want to give you an opportunity, you know, if anyone wants to find Auburn Esports or you on social media, um, what's the best place to find you at? Um, on Twitter, uh, the, our esports account is, uh, gaming Auburn. Um, on Instagram, we're Auburn Esports. Uh, same thing on Twitch, uh, I can be reached at a on Twitter at Catasuck, um, and Discord is the same thing. Um, yeah. Cool, cool. Well, Perry, thank you again. Um, this was fun. It was cool to hear about everything you guys have going on at Auburn. Um, and I hope you enjoyed it too. Yeah, no, it was really fun. Awesome. Well, to all the listeners, hope you guys have enjoyed it as well. And we'll catch you next time on the Lodges podcast. What's up, guys? Thanks for listening. Please subscribe and leave us a five star rating. If you've enjoyed this, you can find us on social media at Lodges underscore financial. Please go check out our social pages where you can find lots of other great content committed to gaming and esports. This is also the best place to be kept up to date with everything going on at Lodges. Thanks, and you were just listening to The Lodges Podcast.